you're listening to the Urban Yogi Podcast. I'm your host, Will Blunderfield. I'm a psych major, a kundalini yoga teacher, spin instructor, recording artist, and a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher in training. Join me in this free-flowing conversation, exploring what it means to live with balance in the 21st century. Lauren Spaniolo is truly multifaceted. Creative and resourceful broadcast and administrative professional, skilled at bringing people together for storytelling, exchanging ideas, conferences, meetings, projects, and events. As such, Lauren created, produced, and hosted a Shaw Channel 4 TV program called Empowered for audiences who are interested in exploring life and overall wellness outside the current conventional model. She was also a co-producer as a longtime radio host for Drishti Point Radio, a program focusing on yoga, meditation, and spirituality. Lauren is a longtime student of yoga and meditation and will soon launch her new online TV program focusing on courage. Here is my interview with Lauren Spaniolo. Bisexual? Am I bisexual? Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. Okay. I would say I'm bisexual because... Um, like, I'm attracted to the energy of an individual. I don't really care what their gender is. Mm. Yeah. But you know what, though? I've, I've heard this kind of thing before. Mm. Where, you know, all of a sudden, like... I have a friend of mine many years ago, um, female. Her name is Bonnie. She was dating nothing but men, mm-hmm. right? Then all of a sudden, she's with this woman. So I asked her, go, well, like, are you gay? Like, all of a sudden, you're just like, what, like, what happened? And she's like, no. She says, love is love, Lauren. Mm-hmm. And I found that really fascinating. And yeah. to me, it's like, they're, it, it, like, it's happening, I think, more and more. Yeah. I'm just wondering how we're evolving. And that's a big question for me. Yeah. You know, transgender and all the rest of it. What does that actually mean? What does it feel like? Mm, yeah, be, what does it feel like? What does it feel like to be someone who's... What does it feel like to be someone who's bisexual? I think it just feels unique to that person. Well, I mean, I always find it interesting because we're on unceded First Nations lands. Yes, we are. <clears throat> Look at this. We're in my apartment right now, and Lauren's over, and uh, we're eating chocolate made by my friend Casta. It's so good. Oh, yeah, we're, we're recording. I just like to start recording, and then oh! when it starts to sound <laughs> interesting, we can just put it on there. And I can always splice things, but... Yeah, okay. But, um, hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm going to do, like, a bio before and then put that in. Okay. But, um... Yeah, but we're on First Nations territory, and I remember studying at UBC in a gender class that First Nations people often embraced a multitude of genders in their tribes. And if you were a little boy and you started playing with girls' clothes and toys in the tribe, the parents would invariably be like, ooh, that's one of our shamans, upcoming shaman here, and they would be given a special place in society. So we're on First Nations land, so I kind of like adopting that that approach <laughs> it's a lot better than like being chased up the street and being called a faggot yeah well that's yeah. really interesting so did you actually learn that mm-hmm. in your studies mm-hmm. god i wish that information was really out there and available for people so that we yeah. understand who in fact the first nations are i mean yeah. particularly you know around all the residential schools yeah they called it two-spirit there was yes. no name gay or lesbian but they right. were two-spirit so right. they believed that, that these people housed or possessed both a male and a female energy. And they were, incidentally, apparently the first people that were slaughtered when the white man came over. Because, and they called them Berdache, 
which in French means slush or prostitute. So right away, the Western, you know, religious view of, you know, that 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 person is is um, is a slut was projected onto them. So are these the? Are you talking about the Brits that came over? Yeah. The British. Yeah. So apparently. Who, so, yeah. yeah. So then. Brits and the French. Brits and the French. Yeah. yeah. So when we were 150 years old, or when Canada was celebrating 150 years yeah. old, wasn't that more of a slap in the face than anything else? Because aren't we like thousands of we're years old? We're thousands of years old, yeah, amen. And yeah. you know, it's International Yoga Day today. Oh, but I didn't know that. But it's also International, um, uh, or National Aboriginal Day. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's summer solstice today. It's summer too. solstice. And it's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Matthew. Oh, wow, fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's the Happy day. Birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty loaded. Mm -hmm. Then there's no accident that we're meeting today. Yeah. yeah. It's all good. Wonderful. How was your trip getting over here? You drove? I drove, nice. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. drove all night <laughs> to get to you. <laughs> that, I was interviewing my friend Kathy this morning, and she was. Oh, wow. she got really passionate when she was talking, and she okay. hit her chest like Celine Dion when Celine Dion sang Titanic. And oh, was, yeah. That was really cute. Okay, yeah. Chest hitting. Oh, no, getting here was uh, perfectly mm -hmm. fine. You know, Vancouver okay. is Vancouver. Yeah, true that. We're just sipping some ginger, holy basil, turmeric tea right now. It's quite delicious. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. mm. So I kind of just wanted to have like a free-form conversation with you and just like see whatever came up. You know, I didn't really prepare too much for you because I'm just like, I love Lauren. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you. So the last time I saw you, mm -hmm. you had you were downtown giving people hugs. You were going through cancer treatments, mm -hmm. and it was so inspiring because I think sometimes people will really isolate themselves and sort of feel a sense of um, isolation in a situation such as that. But you went the opposite way, and you were just downtown hugging people, and it was really uh, inspiring to see. Um, Thank you. Yeah. If you want to, I'd love to hear more about that time and what made you decide to do that? Um, <laughs> gosh, you just... <laughs> right into, right into it. Yeah. yeah, you just brought back a memory, you know, like I had forgotten about that. Really? Yeah. Um, well, you know, what's helpful is that when you have people like yourself there, you know, to support, it just, it's a little easier. Mm. Um, it's really vulnerable to do something like that, you know, because I almost felt like you know, people aren't always receptive to things like that. Right. Because we're so, we're untrustworthy these days. Mm -hmm. You know, we're walking down the street. I mean, regardless of where you are, it's like we're just not really trusting each mm -hmm. other any longer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, suppose, depending upon where you are in the world. I mean, yeah. in those little remote, remote places, I'm sure that there's more of a community and all that. But when you're in the downtown core, the energy is so frenetic at times, it, it is hard to stay in a place of trust. It is. Yeah. It is, yeah. And, um, you know, and he, I think during that time when I was doing my treatments, I was very fortunate in that I wasn't, um, like, debilitated. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have your typical cancer treatment experience. Mm -hmm. I was still able to practice yoga daily, nice. meditate. I started lifting some weights, mm -hmm. you know, getting, like, the strength of the body. Yeah. Um, keeping it that, or, you know, at least trying. Um, and also, like, getting out into the forest, lots of Good walking. for you, forest bathing. And I'm yeah. looking at your beautiful jewelry here. It says, forgive, give back, speak kindly, oh, yeah. seek wisdom, good works, um, 
come together, dream, accept. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I want one. Where'd you get that? Um, Aritzia, actually. A friend, really? of, mine, a friend awesome. of mine gifted that to me. Rose gifted this to me. Oh, nice. Yeah, many nice. years ago. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And, you know, hey, I mean, I didn't even think of, like, we were just wearing this today. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Um, You've always been one, I feel, to focus on the positive and to, I think you know that what you focus on expands and you're brave enough to, to stand in that truth. You know, like when you were <clears throat> going through those those uh, experiences with the cancer, like you still came, got outside your house and you did what you needed to do to stay tuned in, tapped in, turned on. That's that's really brave. Uh, thank you. I, I think on the one hand, and it takes willpower. It does take willpower and discipline. Discipline. And you know, well, and because like thank you body, you know, like thank you be- because I wasn't debilitated, mm. it was a lot easier for me to get up out of bed. Right. And certainly I had my moments, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm brushing with death. That's mm-hmm. what this is. I still think about that. Mm. And so um, it's hard to figure out. You're trying to figure out. Well, how much time do I have left? Mm. What is it that I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, the word remission doesn't even come into my vocabulary. I don't mm-hmm. even think about it. I don't think mm-hmm. about the actual word remission because then it really su- suggests that it can return. Mm-hmm. My thinking is I had an experience with something very, very powerful cause, because cancer is powerful. It's very mm-hmm. sneaky. Mm-hmm. And I think it just depends on how and what we're really meant to walk, the path of what. Like what is that, mm-hmm. you know, and that just continues to unfold. It's still with me, right? So it's almost like, well, I live with it in a certain sort of way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I do things to, you know, support myself in the best way possible. Good. Yeah. So, good. Um, you and know, you know, I study a bit of new medicine, German new medicine. That's right. The whole idea that yeah. sometimes cancers can be a healing, yes. a healing phase of a right. certain right. Um, they call it a conflict shock in in German right. new medicine. Right. Right. And so that it's not always this evil demon that's possessed your body sometimes it's just your body speaking to you what does that resonate with you yeah it does actually I think because um you know I've I've been asked the question what does spirituality mean what is what does the spiritual path mean and Mm. I just can't really put that into words it's something that it's felt and I always that's the approach that I had mainly like taken with Mm -hmm. this uh with cancer and I think it is certainly trauma Mm. Um, I think for many years I was suffering, you know, mm. like physically suffering as well, trying to figure out what the heck is you know wrong with me. And then actually, after, when I completed a contract at the Arts Council, mm. uh, my body was really telling me, look, there's something really wrong with you. There mm. really is. And so I was taking a shower one day, and I was looking in the mirror, and I was drying off. Uh-huh. And, you know, just intuitively... I was, it's, you know, I said to myself, you know, you, you should touch your breast. Hmm. And I did, and that's where I found the lump. Hmm. So once I, you know, went through the whole diagnostic and all the rest of it, and when I started treatment, the interesting thing is, is that I actually didn't feel sick. I started to feel a little bit better. Once you started treatment? Like chemotherapy. Right. Maybe you start to feel cared for and that you were taking care of? Well, just physically, right? Hmm. Because I'm sure, because cancer takes a long time to develop. Mm-hmm. Right, and so through the years, yeah. I think part of I think my journey is about self acceptance. Mm. You know, it's about you know um, feeling beautiful in your own body. Very much so, and I have to even bump that up a notch because I chose not to have an implant. I live with one breast, mm. right? So I have to. Well, today I'm not, but today, you know, I have to sort of accommodate 
And what's really interesting is that when you're going through it, you know, they give you the, all these options. The, the system, the medical system, gives you, give you these options. Mm. And then people around you... Give you options. Give you options. <laughs> gave me options. Like, you know, you could have, mm. like, a double mastectomy and have, like, you know, implants and all the rest of it. And I could have, yeah. But then I also felt that it would be a real, you know, it would be kind of hypocritical of me, given that I was... I don't think anybody would judge me had I gone the you know the implant you know route, mm -hmm. but I just wanted to be able to move my body freely. Like mm -hmm. I just didn't want to feel like I had something this foreign thing in my body. Mm -hmm. As my grandma Kent always used to say, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, well yeah. that that's right. You, you know? gotta find what works for you. Yeah, and um, what you know. Um, it, it, the, the, the whole like, sort of self-acceptance and self-love thing mm. is something more and more I have to really learn how to do mm. because I often went outside myself. I can't tell you how many times I went outside myself mm. to ask this friend's opinion and that. And I understand the root of that, where that comes from. It's from a family system, right? It's, it's, um, and because of my experience with that, coming to the other side, learning to really create those healthy boundaries mm, with family in particular. Do I get I do I get triggered still? Yes. I'm becoming more and more attuned to why it's happening, you cool. know. Like these days though, like I don't really have a lot of tolerance. Mm. Like I still feel pissed mm -hmm. <laughs> at a lot of things, you know. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I I don't want to, you know, get onto the whole new age concept. Oh, you got to get rid of your anger because this is what cancer is. And maybe it is, you know, I don't know. Right. But it's not something to get rid of necessarily. Maybe it's something to transform. Yeah. No, you're right. To its well, higher. Yeah. In the Kundalini, they talked a lot about that. Like really? if we have a certain negative quality or something, it's not about trying to get rid of it. Yeah. It's about transmuting it to its higher version. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. So the trick is how to do that. How to do that. What? Yeah. Like, I find good daily habits that keep us in our highest. Um, I've, I'm really enjoying these Aquarian sadhanas, getting up and doing yoga in the morning, eating lots of green things, <laughs> right? <laughs> things that, that strengthen your body mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. your, your aura. Mm -hmm. What have you found to be beneficial in keeping yourself um, tuned in mm. to yourself? And then, because when you're tuned in to yourself, you don't look outside yourself as much and you don't care so much about the peanut gallery. Yeah, um, I love the fact that I'm not looking outside myself as much as I used to, nice. you know. Um, that, to me, is one of the biggest gifts. Mm -hmm. There's things that I'm still working on, but that, I think, really... Cancer or anything, for that matter, a situation or experience, makes you pause in life. Mm -hmm. You go, it's, it's, it's like a halt. The transitions periods from one transition to another, those things are challenging. Mm. In the meantime, the things that I do to nourish my body, like you were saying, are greens. But mm. now that we're in the plethora of like summer, mm. I'm like, oh my God, you know. There's we have like a province that's just wonderful, like abundant yes. with like You were talking about farmers markets. Mm -hmm. You like to get your produce from there, meet the farmer then the chances of it being truly organic mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. filled with minerals might be a little higher. Mm -hmm. Yes, and um, I think when you're doing things like that, that in itself mm. gives you a lot of joy, mm -hmm. right? It a lot of juju there. Yeah, like there's, it feeds the cells, right? Yeah. 
wow, like, isn't this so wonderful? It's creative. It's beautiful. People mm. come in. I mean, can you imagine people like, this is what I get like jazzed about, uh-huh. where whether they're farmers, whether they're jewelry makers, whether they're soap makers, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to find all that at the farmer's market, right? Love it. And there's Singer-songwriters. So m- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so much creativity there. Yeah. Right? And we are, we are innately to, we're supposed to be creating all the time. Right. We're and not consume. we're not designed to be consumers. No. We're designed to be creators. Mm-hmm. Like this, the real, there's that real exchange that happens when I'm there, right? right? Like, so um, I like spending my time there and, and I, mm. I go as much as possible. It's like going to like church for some people. That's like, awesome. Like for me, that's what it is. Let's go some time together. Let, okay. I'd love to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's go um, farmer's market hopping. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would actually be fun. Isn't right. It? Yeah. One of my um, friends, actually the fellow who did the music video for me, um, his son is at the farmer's market in North Van. Uh, oh. And he, he and his wife have some beautiful produce from Abbotsford, I think. Oh, yeah? So I've, I've been meaning to go, so we should go. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, especially when you know them, too. Yeah. There are ones that are, like, for example, that are conventional, right? They don't, they'll, they'll use less sprays, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but at least, you know, they're telling you about it. It's yeah. not like, you know, like berries. Yeah, like it's not, it's not like that at all. It's very transparent. transparent. That's good. Very transparent. You know, you just wash them. I don't really worry about it so much, mm-hmm. you know, because they're local. Well, they say you are what you eat, what you drink, and especially what you think. Oh, so God. sometimes, oh, my God, this is so bad for me, and then you're eating loads of it. It's probably worse than if you're just, like, accepting it. It's transparent. Wash it, you know, reiki it. So much is, is about how we feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I mean, not all of it, but a lot. How, the feeling part is. It's like the Leonard Cohen song, I couldn't feel, so I tried to touch. Oh. Right? Feeling, That's really pretty. Feeling is important. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah, coming down into the body. Yeah. You said that while you went through this experience, you, you were able to do yoga every day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Tell me about your practice. What kind of yoga do you like? Well, it's, cha- like it's changed a lot, mm-hmm. right? And plus my body's now changed as mm-hmm. well, right? Because let, at the end of the day, while chemotherapy kills all the bad cells, you know, or rather kills, yeah, the bad cells, like it, it also kills the good cells. Yeah. It's not intelligent enough to be able to just target cells that are overly proliferating. Don't we wish? Yeah. Uh, no. So then, so my body's definitely gone through, like it's traumatic, right? So I have to remember that as mm-hmm. well. So I forget. So, you know, having that self-compassion, but I mean, just a really gentle um, half a yoga practice um, I'm learning ab- about my body right now as well, like what I what my limits are. Um, cool. And you know I'm I'm, you know I combine that with doing other things. Nice. And as I, like deepen my yoga practice, you know because that's what's happening is I'm deepening my yoga. I'm just learning about other people, like, you know, introducing new things to me. Cool. You know? And I love that. Like, what are some hot tips you've gotten? Well, recently? there's just uh, like I love doing the moon salutation. I've done that once. I remember at Yoga Pod a long time ago. I forget it. Oh, yeah, right. I think I remember seeing that. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in one of the yoga books that I have, do, do the moon, at, like full moon, like, or I do it almost every single day. So like, there's sun salutations. Yeah. Most of the listeners will have done that. But yeah. the moon salutations, a little different. Yeah. I remember it being really beautiful. Yeah. It felt really beautiful in my body. I, there's, there's two versions okay. that I know about. One that I was taught when I did my own like teacher training, and then there's this one that's kind of laid out in this yoga journal book. Nice. 
and it's wonderful. It's really simple. I yeah. mean, but you're 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 doing a visual, visualization. You're breathing. You're breathing in a full moon into your mouth. Oh wow! Then that, it goes up towards the skull, and then to the back. This is skull. called the bindi, I think, or the bindu, or something. Bindu, so, yeah. so there's a point at the back of your skull, yeah. and you bring your awareness there. You keep your awareness there throughout the whole time. Right at the back of your skull. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it changes your practice. Yeah, I would imagine so. Right? Yeah, like, drishti point. I've, like in Kundalini, we're always instructed invariably to focus here, yeah, the third eye, yeah. between the eyebrows, so the pituitary gland. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many different way, places you can... Like I'm even reading these Montauk Chia books. Oh, He's yeah. um, traditional right. Chinese medicine, yeah. sexual energy, and cultivating right. the, the Tao. Right. He says there's even a point where you can focus in the sole of your foot. You know, if you're prone to high blood pressure, you could focus at your wow. navel point wow. or down at your feet. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I think that was really cool. Yeah. Well, I just took my blood pressure. It's really good. Is it good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, really happy. <laughs> I, just, I was at my friend April's house, and she had a blood pressure monitor because she's got high blood pressure, and I thought, oh, I'll just try that. And it was, like, really good. I think it's... It's, it's nice to. I think it was nice to see that. Yeah, I'm sure. Because sometimes I feel stressed. I'm like, how's my blood pressure? But it was good. Yeah. Do you worry about it? No. Okay. No. Do you worry? I worry sometimes, um, but I'm taking this mindfulness-based stress reduction program, and that's like been really, really amazing. They do this thing called the body scan meditation where you just like bring your awareness down into your big toe mm -hmm. and you bring it up. You've probably done this type of thing before. I do and it all the time. It's so relaxing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So relaxing. Yeah. So that, that like tools help me. I used to have um, something called generalized anxiety disorder mm -hmm. when I was in university. And um, the psychiatrist gave me dexedrine. Wow, I can't imagine this. <laughs> which is like Adderall, yeah. which like made me even more mm -hmm. nervous and, and scared about life. But nobody ever asked me what I was eating. Nobody really addressed that I felt kind of like an other. And then when I start, like I'm part of a men's group now, which is helping to me feel, feel oh, really? more part of a, a tribe of men. Uh -huh. And like I feel less other and more like relaxed in my own skin. And also more like brave to call out like, some of them, I invited some of them to naked yoga, and like they were just like, oh, what's that? And I, I was like, well, dude, it's like, it's, it, we're talking about getting rid of our egos here, or at least lessening our egos in this men's group. Taking off our clothes together and just doing yoga would be a great way to delete that last layer of ego, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they haven't come yet. One guy was like, you know what, bro? I want to come. I'm going to come. Cam says he's going to come, so I'll hold him to it. That's amazing. Who, yeah. who leads the men's group? It's led by Ryan Yada, Lara Kozan's husband. Lara Kozan um, is one of the co-founders of Y Yoga. Oh, yeah. And Ryan Yada is this amazing dude. And actually, he and his wife, Lara, yeah, and the kids yeah. are on my most recent album. Yeah. Um, but there's different chapters. So I'm in the eighth incarnation of it. And uh, once a month, everybody in all eight men's groups meets online. And then uh, once a week, wow. all the mini groups meet online. Oh, wow. And then we do, like, you know, little outings. So we went to... Um, a boot camp a couple weeks ago, and it was great. What do you think of really the Me great. Too movement? Tell me more about it, because I don't really watch so much news. I kind of stay away from it, but the whole idea of, like, well, I thought certain maybe... people of color feeling, or no, women feeling yeah. like, um, like they've been hiding their story of being abused <laughs> mm -hmm. and then finally feeling free to 
broach what happened to them? That's sort of the, the gist of the movement, that is eh? the, Yeah, that is the gist of it. I think mm -hmm. that I would just wondered if it had come up, given that there's this men's group. It did come up. Yeah. It did come up so in, in a big way. One, one fellow in the group actually is going through a time he actually hit his girlfriend. And um, oh. he, he himself is a, is a counselor of sorts. And so that became public. And wow. so he's, he's going through that right now. And we're all doing our best to help him through that. Isn't that, wow. Yeah. That's I tough. think it was really brave of him to, to come out with it. Well, no kidding. I mean, you know, how is that even? It's intense. It's extremely intense. Yeah. I mean, just to be vulnerable and naked, you know, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Well, the Me Too movement, yeah, it is. I mean, it's simply, I think you've, you um, uh, just outlined that, you know, quite well. I, I think there, in anything, there can be extremes. Mm -hmm. So I think men don't really know what to do, mm. you know. So that's mm -hmm. probably up for exploration and discussion. I'm really interested in what feminism feminism actually really means. Mm -hmm. um, w whether it's the Me Too movement or feminism or what's going down at the border with, you know, Trump and immigration. Mm. I mean, how much of that, do we have the full picture of something? Right. This is what I'm always concerned about. Yeah. Regardless if you like the rhetoric or not, regardless if you like, you know, Prime Minister Trudeau's decision on Kinder Morgan. I mean, mm. you know, it's the full picture that we have to really come to know and understand, like, why decisions are made. Yes. And sometimes... You know, we don't get the full, you know, the full picture. Exactly. I don't know how you go about doing that. I think it's doing a lot of research and going to the right media sources. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And as you said before, um, yeah, doing your research and then listening to the wisdom of your body and feeling out what's true for you. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's important to find... Truth is felt in the body. I heard somebody say that once. Yeah, you know, um, when you were saying about the, your meditation that you're learning, Yes. Uh, there's a great book by Dr. Reggie Ray called Touching Enlightenment with the Body. Ooh, that sounds amazing. It's fantastic. Oh, I'll have to, yeah. I wonder if there's an audio book. Uh, I have a free credit on Audible, I'll check it out. Oh, really? Yeah, try Touching, Touching Enlightenment. Enlightenment with the Body. Yeah, SoundsTrue.com. Oh, awesome. Can, can sell it to you. I love SoundsTrue, okay. Yeah, Good yeah. to know. That or Banyan book have mm -hmm. So he's the student of Chogam Trungpa Rinpoche. Oh, yes. As is um, Pema, Children. Pema Children. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love her. I mean, I know, like, he, he's, he's like crazy as he was. Mm. Like, he was crazy. Was he? Yeah, he was crazy and he did a lot of harm. Mm. But he also was a beloved teacher, from what I understand. Mm. Um, both Pema Children and Reggie Ray are stellar nice. meditation in instructors or teachers, and, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, if you ever get the opportunity just to, well, Pema, I'm sure that you listen to all the time, but Reggie, if you go to dharmaocean.org, here we are talking Sweet, about. this is good. No, it's <laughs> yeah. good to promote things that we love. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. Um, yeah. And yeah, Reggie has just a bunch of books that you could read on, and uh, and mm. um, he does like the whole body scanning. You're, you're actually starting on the on the floor, like nice. on your back, laying down. I love down. that. Yeah, we do that in the MSBR training, MBSR oh, really? training. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. created in 1979 by John Kabat-Zinn. Oh, really? At the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Yeah. And um, I think one of their first studies was they taught this body scan to patients who had psoriasis all over their bodies. Oh, yeah. And they did put the placebo and the group that was being taught the meditation into the traditional 
modality of Western healing at the time, which was infrared light. Oh, yeah. But they found that the people who learned the MBSR techniques recovered faster and better mm. than the people who didn't. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's always been a really science-based approach to meditation uh, right from the get-go, which is why I wanted to learn it with my father being a doctor, a psychiatrist. And also, like, I took psych at UBC, and I am interested in the science. Yes. You know? Right. Um, because I just finished this beautiful Kundalini teacher training, and I want to combine Kundalini with MBSR, bring it to places like hospitals and healing centers and schools and teach people these techniques. Preventative medicine, and also if you're going through something, something to help quell fear and keep you feeling better than you maybe would if you didn't have these techniques in your body. Mm. It's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. I mean, okay. ultimately, that's, you know, even when I, well, while I was going through the cancer journey, fear is a huge thing. Mm. Like, regardless if I had my meditation practice or not, very difficult to overcome. Hmm. I don't know if I really, there's a part of me, obviously, that trusted my path. Mm -hmm. And then there's a part of me that still questions things in life. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if, um, I probably will always, like, it's like being a seeker, like a truth yeah. seeker, you know, so I have to remember how to work with that right? and not think that there's anything wrong with that either, because mm -hmm. sometimes I think like, okay, what the hell's wrong with me? Right. <laughs> I think we all experience moments like that. Yeah. Mine's I think daily. sometimes we're out of, well, yeah, I think, and I think sometimes like we're encouraged to be busy, like the culture of busyness and how are you doing? Oh, I'm so busy. Like, I even get into it. And it's like, mm. we're not encouraged to be balanced. How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm really balanced. <laughs> like, well, you know? this is it. Um, and I think that we're going to get into a lot of trouble. Um, mm. I have, you know, I mean, I have those values or those sort of same sentiments as you do, you mm. know. And I'm thinking to myself, well, did I let myself down because I got cancer? You know, that's the other question, right? It's like, okay, why the hell did this come? Well... I mean, there's so many ways of looking at it, right? I know there is. Because you can go even bad either. If, it, right? Yeah, I mean, who knows? It could be environmental toxins. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe if German new medicine is right, maybe you experienced some sort of shock, and then your body went to healing when you got symptoms. Yeah. So it's like you should be like, yay, if that's true. You know, there's so many, yeah. there's millions of different truths, and yeah. who knows which one is right. the truth. But at the end of the day, I think that if you can be kind to yourself, the chances of you healing in a positive way are higher mm -hmm. than if you beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. And think of all the people, I always think, think of all the people who miss out on your talents and your gifts if you beat yourself up and if you're nasty to yourself. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little chuckle. little chuckle. Yeah. Yes. Want another piece of chocolate? I've had two now. Have another. No, no, no. I'll have one. Yeah, please. I mean, it is your chocolate. <laughs> no, I want to share it. I know. You, you have short shared it with me. It's delicious. I can give you his number. The chocolate man. Okay, all right. <laughs> Casta. I love Casta. All righty. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. How long have we been talking? 30 minutes. Is there anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> Do you? Let me think. Is there anything else I want to ask you? I want to ask you, like, what... Because I, I really enjoy your interviewing style. And I just love seeing you on TV as well. Oh, thank you. And so I just want you to be in more, like, TV shows and, and radio shows. I'm wondering what are your endeavors or what, 
like what would be a what are your endeavors for like the near future and getting more into TV and radio again and b what would be your dream role or your dream gig in that world well I think the whole TV program thing would be really great I think mm -hmm. there's something to be said about there's podcasts people have a lot of podcasts as you know mm -hmm. and this is you this know is one of them, this yeah. is one of one of them mm -hmm. um radio you know I've often thought about like you know doing the whole thing you know in the past um going to BCIT doing my radio degree blah blah and I and I actually was accepted in the program hmm. but I didn't I, it's hard to get in yeah I declined actually and only because it wasn't the right time for me to do it when was that oh many years ago now hmm. and um so I I ended up going to Railroads getting nice. my professional like communication degree instead. Well, that, that was that's like much a good more solid degree. To get. Yeah, it's yeah. much more especially for yeah in scope. Stuff that it's grounded. Yeah. yeah, but um, the radio thing. Okay, I would have just wound up with this radio thing, but it's hard to get a radio gig. You know, they're not gonna hire me. They're not. I'm not their like material. I'm not their market. You know, I don't. I hate to say it, but there is still an ageist thing that's going on. Mm. It's changing. We need to change things. I dated this girl last year, and her name's Annie Becker, and she, her, she did a TED Talk. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> she said, if you can't find a show, make a show. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, fantastic. You know, it's like if they're, like, yeah. I've been shopping my music mm. to, um, like, one of three, like, different uh, radio stations. And? And it's like, they keep saying, oh, well, you're not Drake. Oh. Because, like, they well, need of course. Canadian, I'm like, of course I'm not Drake. That's not what my goal is. Um, you know, I want to be kind of like how Michael Bublé brought swing music into pop. I want to bring spiritual music into pop. Um, and they, but there's kind of like, you know, 30% of all music on Canadian radio has to be Canadian artists. But that 30% is taken up by Drake, pretty much. I'm, wow. I'm exaggerating a bit, but it's basically Drake. Right. And I love Drake. Um, so I'm just looking at different angles. And I spoke with um, our mutual friend Biff Naked about it. And she was like, yeah, like for herself, she's focusing more on streaming music and more on YouTube. And even when I was at Network, they were saying, oh, get more stuff on YouTube. So I think the days of like the George Michaels and the glamorous pop stars uh -huh. are kind of over. I think it's more about being an entrepreneur and just putting yourself out there. Like you don't really need a record label. You don't really need to be on a mainstream thing to become mainstream. Because if you think about it, like myself and all my friends, like we don't really watch TV. We don't really listen to the radio. We go on YouTube and we make shows and like there's other ways of getting your art out there other than the traditional roots. So I just feel like the sky's the limit and nothing can really stop stop you if you have a goal and you want to share it with people. Mm -hmm. Ryan Yada's been really good for that too. He's he's his expertise is in marketing online. So being able to get my album into the hands, into the right ears through online means is something that we're exploring and mm. It's a new world to me, but like there's certain tag words you can have on your album that people are more likely to click on it. So you can do little yeah. promotional things, little teaser videos and stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah, well, um, I, um, my, you know, in answer to your question, mm. I do aspire to create an online TV program. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, it is going to be courage-based. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, have, I mean, I have some people in mind that I would, you know, interview, but it's really early, early stages. I have to kind of mm. think of a, a name and, you know, and, um, you know, having the gift of being at Shaw, I mm. didn't have to worry about camera. 
editing, that was all done for me. Right. Right? Community television. I mean, it was kind of like, you get you get spoiled. Right? Yeah. You think, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah. But I always kind of, you know, I always sort of dreamed of being big in some way. Mm. Um, like Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. I love Ellen DeGeneres. She's great. Yeah. Um, just for, you know, her, 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 her approach is so simple and yet so clever. Mm-hmm. All it is is that she's just spreading joy. That's yes. what she does. I mean, it's not like you're going to have this outland, like this intellectual conversation with Ellen. It's not that she's not capable, mm-hmm. but she just keeps it really light. Yeah. And she just gets right to the heart of things, you know? That's and, fantastic. Yeah. I really admire her for that. Hmm. Um, and so, and I think people want to see more of that. Like people appreciate mm. your podcast. People appreciate you, you know, as well. Like when they're coming to your class, right? Or when I'm sitting here yoga. with you, uh, you know, how do you, you know, this is happiness like right here. Yeah. This is how you define happiness, right? Yeah. It's like Byron Katie says like this moment is heaven. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes thoughts come into her mind. If you latch onto that, it can pull you out, but Really, and that's what MBSR is all about—is just like being in your body, mm. and yeah. Thank mm. you. I okay. I really aspire to be able to hold a consciousness that is life-giving for myself and others. And what I've realized, in order to do that sustainably, it takes a lot of discipline. Yeah. And cultivating of good daily habits that keep me in my highest. So <laughs> that's what that's where I'm at. Cultivating good habits. And how's like Biff Naked doing? I don't know Biff Naked. She's good. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you knew her. No, she's good. Um, she's in Toronto, living with her new husband. Oh, so she moved yeah. out of Vancouver. Yes, and she's gonna come back for the summer. I think she'll be performing at the Catalano Days on July 9th. I could be wrong. Really? But it's sometime. At, just Google Biff Naked Catalano Days. Is she still like creating music? Yeah, she just released two singles online. Yeah, and she had a couple singles a few years ago on, on mainstream radio. Mm. Yeah, she's still doing her thing, and she's she's really... Like, I remember her telling me, all I, all I want to do is just volunteer the rest of my life. Is that what she said? Yeah. Wow. She's very inspiring. She's That's... vegan. She gets up at like 3, 4 in the morning, does her yoga, and she's really... I, I see her as a very disciplined, loving person mm. who I aspire to be like. Yeah. That's quite fascinating, actually, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Her book is amazing. She has a book on, um, on sale. It was at Banyan. Uh-huh. It's called I Bificus. Oh, yeah. And it's an autobiography. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Check it out. I will. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. She was a wild child when she was younger. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> she was wild. I, I get that from you, too, though. Yeah, I, I can be wild, too. Yeah. Well, I had a bit of a wild phase. I was very sheltered as a child. Uh-huh. And then, you know, sort of from 2013 to 2015, I got into cocaine. And I got, I kind of went down the wrong side of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was dating a fellow actually about a year and a half ago, and he, he passed away of a fentanyl poisoning. Really? And that was really, that was really hard. One of the songs of the album is dedicated to him, Even When You're Gone. Yes. And that's what the music I video was that. about as yeah. well, was about him. And um, yeah, Eli was a really special fellow, and I, I could have easily died as well. You know? Right, right. Because I was doing cocaine like a few times a month. Right. And that stuff is not pure in Vancouver, we know. It's mostly um, fentanyl, baby powder, and speech. Oh, we God. We know that now. And that's actually one of the reasons why I stopped. I was like, shit, this isn't even cocaine. 
But the true reason why I stopped was A, because of Eli, mm -hmm. and B, because I discovered Kundalini Yoga. And I realized that you can get the same, exact same feeling, but better, more sustainable, just by doing freaking yoga. Do a little breath of fire. And if you're stuck in drugs, and if you're stuck in, in a lifestyle where you're not feeling so hot in your body, and then somebody says, oh, just do yoga, you don't believe it. Like, I didn't believe it when I was doing cocaine. That's why I kept doing cocaine. But then I realized that you actually just have to, like, kind of force yourself out of it. Force yourself out of it. Cultivate these habits. And over time, your body starts to feel better and better. When you start to feed it good things, surround yourself with people. Like they say, you're the top, the sum of the top five people you surround yourself with. So you just, you just have to be really, like, disciplined and really just force yourself. Then it becomes a habit. Then you start to feel kind of sexy. You start to feel kind of good in your own skin. You go, well, this feels way better than that did. Uh -huh. Plus, I'm getting high on my own supply. I didn't realize. So when I knew you, like you were high on cocaine, or you were, no, no. When you knew me, well, we like I was on your show in 2010, right? Okay. And we kind of like went to yoga festivals, and I saw you like the yoga fund in 2011. Yeah. So all that I was not doing anything. Okay. But then in about 2013, must have been 2013, um, one of my students, I was at a party, and he offered me cocaine, and I did it, mm -hmm. and I. Like, I'm not going to say I was a addict full-on. Like, I wasn't doing it every day, but I was doing it a few times a month. Yeah. And um, I definitely have addictive tendencies. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's why I'm super into Kundalini Yoga now is because it's so good for addiction. I studied with Gabor, Dr. Gabor Mate in, in January. I sang at his event, oh, Compassionate Inquiry. Yeah, good for you. And I was grateful to get to attend the thing as well. That's I was like the mic runner. So I was like running around in my turban giving How people mics. How did that gig happen? One of my friends, Mary, she actually was one of the people who convinced me to do Kundalini training. Her name's Mary Murphy. She's a counseling psychologist. Okay. And she was coming to my classes at Steve Nash. And she's like, you should do the Kundalini training. And I was like, no, like. She's like, it'll blow your life apart. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm happy in my little box. Uh -huh. But then I just knew I had to do it. And I actually went to Yoga West, and I went to this lady named Jacqueline's class. And I was crying and laughing. We were dancing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like everything that I want in a yoga class. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? It's like everything oh, yeah. that I'm about. Right, right, right. And so I, I signed up, and I'm so grateful I did. Are you aware of your audience, like... In other words, like, can you bring kundalini yoga to Hollyburn, for example? I can, but not, it has to be adapted. Like, if I come to certain places wearing my full white and my turban, yeah. people, like, even I was wearing my turban at the yoga event that Ryan Lear was leading, and a lot of people's husbands, interestingly, were like, who I was hanging out with, were like, who's that dude? Why are you hanging out with this weird guy in a turban? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's, it, it's interesting, even my, my, father initially was kind of like why are you wearing a turban what are you doing mm -hmm. and um i think people just don't understand that it's a technology you know the turban is not a religion it's to help you meditate better like even just wearing natural fibers i find is more brings me into more easily into a meditative state than wearing polyester for example right right so you know i'm not going to shove it down people's throats and i do modify myself and my I just show different sides of myself or I share different things depending on the audience because mm -hmm. I'm there to serve. So if I'm up at Hollyburn teaching, well, that crowd is really more into pure fitness. 
They don't want the little wiggly nigglies, you know, moving your fingers and doing mudras and stuff and chanting <laughs> mantras. They don't want that. <laughs> and I love pure fitness. Like, I love teaching. They, we have this thing called RX40, which is basically like reformer Pilates on speed. Oh, yeah. We play fun music, and I wear a little Britney Spears microphone, and I'm going around and being like, come on, you can do it. I know this sucks. Just believe in yourself. Engage your core. Squeeze in your pelvic floor. Come on. And so, like, I love that, too. Uh-huh. So I just know, like, in different places, they like different things. I love my Kundalini crowd at Yoga West. I love my Steve Nash and my Hollyburn and Arbutus Club crowds. Um, at Arbutus Club, they're kind of sort of in the middle between Hollyburn and the more sort of mm, Yoga West. They like a little bit of, you know, they're giving me spiritual books. and Yeah, yeah. And we're having cool conversations after class about life and Abraham Hicks and stuff like that. So mm. you just know your crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're there to serve. And it's nice to have different tools. Like I've got the, I'm cultivating the, the mindfulness by stress reduction. I've got the kundalini, pilates, spin, different things. You kind of just have your tool bag of different things mm -hmm. and you share them based on mm -hmm. what's going to serve that audience the best. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love you. I love you, Will. Thank you so much for today. My pleasure. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yes. Thanks for being on this podcast. Absolutely. All the very Thank best. Thank you for always supporting me. Always. And being an example of somebody who is healthy, happy, and holy. Aw. <laughs> Thanks. Love see you around, folks. Yeah, see you around. Satnam. So lovely to speak with Lauren. We'll leave you with a song from my new album called All My Life. Somehow very